1: Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Remember, each week this is the place you go to when you want to get the answers or insight or comments and research about the latest and what is happening out there in the world when it comes to anything. Out of the ordinary, from ghosts to goblins, angels to aliens, shadow people to hat man, I want you to go to my main website, which is shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com, and just tell me what's going on. Just be open and honest and uh, express yourself, express your research. If I can lend some insight, if you have questions... That is what I am here for, and uh, you know I've been in this ball game for a long time, talking about everything that I personally experienced and all of the different aspects of things that. I bumped into as uh, an experiencer a researcher, as a human being, going to various conferences from sci-fi to the paranormal to uh, UFO conferences, I did it all because I had experienced a lot of things that I just could not understand and uh, growing up in a haunted house, I had my siblings to bounce things off from and ask questions and say, wow, what what do you think about what it is that we just went through? And not everybody has that kind of support. And I want this to be that kind of place for that kind of help and support. Because even if it's just a vent, at least you feel you've been heard by one other person. And, uh, you know, I have a website called ParanormalPledge.com, And I was using that site, and I still do. I have a group on Facebook, uh, Paranormal Pledge. I also have uh, Shadow People and Hat Man Experiencer Group and uh, Faith, the other F word group on Facebook. I have a bunch of groups on there and pages. Anything that could get people to come together and, and just talk about whatever it is from faith <laughs> to the shadowy to the paranormal, to all of it. I mean, it's all connected. And uh, as confusing as it may be as a single person in the midst of something and, and not having that support, you can really, really, really feel isolated and, and start questioning yourself because others are questioning you. Like, why would that have happened? Why haven't I experienced that? You know, Um, that is something that I often would hear, even as an experiencer of the holy, uh, angels, Jesus encounters, and why you and not me, you know, it's like, look, I I don't, I don't put this stuff together. It is what it is. And, uh, I think it's really important to not feel ashamed, uh, not be apologetic even for these things like, sorry, it's me and not you. I, I think if we could just be like, hey, This is attainable by everybody. And I really believe that. I really believe if the mind and the soul work together, we have potential that just is untapped and we just can't always question ourselves and question the next person. Have an open mind. It doesn't hurt me to hear, say, somebody else's faith, you know, if you're not insulting, attacking and berating and trying to oppress, what does it hurt for me to hear your thoughts and your opinions about things. That's important. That's important. How else are we supposed to grow and learn to get along with each other if we're closed-minded where we can't even hear this stuff? I mean, that makes no sense, does it? I mean, really? It's uh, its already a complicated life as it is. Do we have to make up rules and conversation too? But getting back to Paranormal Pledge. So that group is all about pretty much raising your right hand and saying, look, I pledge to tell at least one other person that I've experienced something out of the ordinary and just drop it. Be be friendly about it, be on the level about it. And not necessarily having to be spooky always about it, but just being honest. And if people around you know you and know that you're an honest person, why wouldn't that be believed? And you know what? It's not always even that. Like I mentioned, just having that chance to get it out, and to put it out there, too, because sitting alone in it is not healthy. It really isn't. So I hope that you guys get encouraged listening to this program, listening to The conversations that are being had and some of the emails that are being shared and some of the people that come on the show that are experiencers, they're not necessarily researchers or authors, it's just regular folks. And I want you to feel that you can come here and express yourself in that manner. Just like I had William Del Morale last week. Unbelievable. Just a regular person. And uh, I know, I know his story will help others. I know it. Because that's how we grow in this life. So remember, go to shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com. They both go to the same website. Write me an email. Tell me what is going on. And if you want to come on this program, say that too. Because you are more than welcome to do just that. You could come on for a segment, or you could come on for several segments. I am open, and I know the listeners appreciate you're taking the time because uh hey we're in this world together right and guess what today's show is all about your emails <laughs> i love it it's actually my favorite i love going through these emails i love reading what it is you guys are experiencing out there and um your questions are are so interesting and so in depth and and i get a lot of people that send me messages on Messenger or Twitter or Instagram. And, and I welcome that as well. It is harder for me to grab those always and to place them here on the show. So always go to the email that makes it a lot easier. And you know what? If you don't just go to the website, just email HeidiHollis at gmail.com. Uh, that works as well. So, all right, let's dive on in. And I don't read these usually beforehand. I am just winging it. And sometimes the wording is a little bit goofy and I have to really wing it and try to make sense of what people say. But it's okay. We'll figure this out together, right? All right. So, this first email says, Dear Heidi, that's me. Um, <laughs> I would like to know why it is that when these strange things happen, it always seems to be between 3 and 4 a.m. in the early morning or at midnight. Thank you for your talk show. (laughs) Nice to have a place to ask questions. And just want to tell you that I too believe in Jesus, but do not consider myself to be a Christian and neither do my few Christian friends. (laughs) Thank you, Melody. Well, that's interesting. Um, you know, it, it's, it's fascinating to me about uh, the witching hour, which people often call 3am. Um, but it does seem to be like, that's about the time when that real deep REM sleep is going on, right? And I think our guard is a lot more down than at any other time in your sleep. When you're in REM sleep because you're like in it you're dreaming your eyes are doing the rapid eye movement which is REM REM and uh it seems to be that is the most vulnerable time period uh for a lot of people and I you know when it comes to midnight I mean isn't that just so cliche like it's in the horror movies like oh no it's midnight what's gonna happen now oh all heck is gonna break loose. There is, um, some superstition to that clicking over, you know, you're into the next day, midnight. So it's like a new beginning. Does it strike a chord on the other side? Is it, does it open a portal? Um, Actually, that is kind of the belief that there is a weakening between our world and the next. So uh, midnight, and then the witching hour, 3 to 4am. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a common pattern. So there has to be something to it, right? There has to be some kind of struggle with strength and battle for power at that those hours. I mean, it's... Uh, it is kind of fascinating how that is. And, and I, you know, when I think about the emails that I get, too, <laughs> they really do kind of say, well, you know, I, I rolled over in bed and it was 3 a.m. 3 a.m. seems to be the most popular time. Um, I think there's a lot of night owls, especially during uh, the pandemic, because nobody is uh, quite at their usual pace of things. And so we're, we're like late night people as of late. It's not wild. It's like our whole sleep schedule and everything is thrown off. Uh, people's jobs got thrown off, people had to tend to things that they didn't have to at home. So uh I think a lot of people are up at midnight oftentimes now and uh i I think that um the the pattern of the emails they do tend to be three AM but I think beforehand I did get more emails saying midnight. Does happen at midnight. But uh yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting. But I'm glad that you're enjoying the show and um You believe in Jesus, but uh, you don't consider yourself to be a Christian, and neither do your few Christian friends. Okay, I'm curious why um, that popped up, because a lot of people, they say, you know, I I acknowledge he was a real person. He did great things. He was nice. He tried to help people. Um, I've even had uh, Jewish friends say, I I think he's kind of responsible for the non-Orthodox Jewish ways. Because remember, Jesus was Jewish, right? And uh, his practices were a lot more loosely held than those uh, of his time when it came to um, being Jewish, right? So he started a whole lot of different trends. So it's okay to acknowledge and to appreciate that he was he did a lot of great things. And uh, it, it's like, what is the definition of Christian? It's like trying to use his example to be... Christ-like, right? Be nice. Try to help people. Look out for your fellow man and uh, believe that, you know, the son of God came to try to help people. And um, yeah, so it's it, a lot of people have these interesting definitions on what it is. Like, I, I, I'm i not personally somebody that goes to church regularly or something. Um, so I but I call myself Christian because my beliefs are more aligned in that direction with Christianity. I was raised in it. It kind of stays with you. It's just kind of like how some people say with politics, if your family's Republican or Democratic, you do tend to follow your family's practices. It's kind of instilled in you. And uh, so like when a lot of people reach out to me here on this show and they're like, (laughs) well, I I don't get into that religious stuff, but I used to be, it's like, well, and it's ingrained in you kind of, you know? You know how to pull onto that. And, um, you know, it's okay to say I'm Christian or I'm Christian based or I believe in the teachings of. So I feel you and I hear you and I appreciate your email, Melody. So, all right, we're going to get to our first break. You guys are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around, we'll be right back.
2: Hey, the Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel
3: is waiting for you now. Go
2: to to coasttocoastam.com for more information.
3: I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's
4: just a shame, you know, that they took him from us
3: thought they were going to kill me. So I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials, cover-up.
3: <laughs> you couldn't believe it.
2: From iHeart Podcasts. It's
3: like the police knew who he was
4: apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast
0: looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in ufos ghosts bigfoot conspiracy theories and the paranormal look no further than paranormaldate.com the unique site for like-minded people if you like the senior crowd Try ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at ParanormalDate.com.
1: welcome back you are listening to dark becomes Light with me heidi hollis on the iHeartRadio radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network <laughs> wow so today is all about your emails i am going through the pile and it is a pile i i appreciate the confidence and uh that you guys give to me to even send these my way so i really really appreciate it And I think it's very healthy for all of us, don't you? I mean, my goodness. All right, so this uh, email comes to us from Valerie, and it says, hey, Heidi, glad to see you're back. Hmm, Uh, where was I? (laughs) I'm I'm thinking, uh, you know what? I I have been doing talk radio for a long time, and I do take breaks here and there between different networks, and uh, I have really, really enjoyed being part of coast to coast new paranormal podcast network it has been really a blast and quite an honor and a dream come true so i'm glad that you're enjoying the show valerie i've read a couple of your books oh cool (laughs) anyway there has definitely been some unusual ufo activity here in costa rica oh it must be beautiful um we have had about four close encounters in the past two months or so wow Huh. My husband even was spoken to by these beings that came on the UFO. They had come from a portal in a lake or body of water. Wow. Okay. And they looked like they had an anteater or elephant like faces. Their trunks were not actually as long as an elephant's and he only saw their faces. They were friendly and helpful. He can't remember everything but said the sense he got was that they were offering help and protection. We do lots of spiritual ceremonies here and often interact with interdimensional beings. But lately, we have been seeing their crafts pretty close up on non-ceremonial nights. Seems they are very interested in us. And I thought I would share and also extend and an invitation if you should want to come visit. Oh, Valerie. Oh, Valerie, do not tempt me. That sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've always wanted to go over there. So, um, you know what? <laughs> I just might send you an email. Um, my goodness. Okay, so that's fascinating, this, this uh, being that you're speaking of and for personal Reasons, actually, I am curious. Hmm. So, in my first book, The Secret War, uh, there was a being that myself and college roommate experienced, and she more than myself. It it is such a weird thing to say, but hey, I'm on a paranormal show, right? Um, <laughs> and I'm hosting it. Uh, so so get this. All right, so so a being that myself and my friend had a lot of interaction with, um his name was calf that's c-a-f-t-h okay and uh there was another being that they had like a hierarchy there was like a um like somebody who flew the ship and the one that flew the ship it had like this this um bulbous like head but not like an not like a gray i mean how can i say um it looked like the end of uh of a worm head okay it looked like that But it was on top of a a being and he was probably six feet tall and um, big round brown eyes, almost human looking, but really large and had this nose like thing that was kind of like um, like what you're talking about here. It's like like almost like a trunk, but it was it hardly extended off of his face much. And he had a name. And it was G-A, just Gah, and um, very, very spiritual, very uh, uh, warm type of being. Now, me personally, I didn't see him. I didn't get to meet this this being, okay? But my college roommate did Samantha, and uh, she drew an extraordinary lifelike picture of this, this creature. And I used to have it on my website, AlienAdvice.com, but uh, very strange, you know, a lot of us that are involved in these topics we get the strangest things happening to our electronics. And my website was wiped. Um, (laughs) And I used to have them uh, plastered up there. And with the abuse of my other drawings that I had online, like Hatman, just abused to death, I swear, all over the place. People, they alter it a little bit and try to make it their own. Um, I haven't had those drawings up for years. Um, So maybe it's something I'll, I'll show you at some point. But so yeah, this, uh, this creature was, uh, full of wisdom and kind. Um, but so when my friend, okay, so she interacted with these beings, like, how can I say she, she would like hate the thought of calling it like channeling because it was physical too, because, uh, they projected themselves. I'm sitting there and I see they had projected themselves. I saw these things, but I didn't see this one. But when she was talking to them in her um, her meditational state, she'd call it, I would get images like pop into my head. And uh, I saw him. I, I saw what he looked like. And I was like, ooh, he's different. And then the drawing that she made just, whew, just extraordinarily Lifelike. I'm like, I felt like I was literally experiencing him with her. So um, I I understand. And these are beings that surely are not spoken of very often. And uh, because they're not invasive, they're not invading. Those are the greys, those are the reptilians, those are anything that's coming at you that's caused harm, even if they apologize later and then cause you harm again. I mean, think of an abusive husband you know, he he harms you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Harms you again. Harms you again. Harms you again. Oh, but then he gives you flowers. Oh, well, everything was worth it. No, that's not okay, guys. Um, So there is a conflict in alien contact. And, you know, uh, there's some folks that think it's all good out there. It's it's not. Um, It's, we have to be on on our P's and Q's. But, you know, we also can't, just put a whole big tag on all these beings to say, bad, all bad. Uh, You know, we're at war with them. You know, there's a reason behind every war. And there's a side to every conversation when it comes to war, right? So we can't just white wash it like that. So just be aware and, uh, something that these beings that myself and my college roommate experienced that the same beings that helped me introduce these whole phenomena, two of them that, whoa, it's suddenly believable, you know, cause uh, somebody else said it, uh, <laughs> I've been trying to talk about this for 20 years now. Um, so it, it's, it's been, uh, these same beings are saying you can't trust with your eyes You have to be able to feel them out. You have to be able to know what's in front of you without, uh, you know, being entertained with your eyeballs all the time, you know? So it, it is a, uh, they're not gorgeous. They're not pretty always, um, but they could be kind. And here you're talking about something that has like an anteater-like face and elephant-like face. But you felt that kindness there and curiosity, and um, I, I I think it's it's really interesting that you could feel that while others would be like monster run, you know these are not the typical cartoon made uh, gray beings. Dancing, uh, on the screen or something. Those ones are seen so often because it's like an infestation with some of the things that they're doing and involving themselves in and people's lives and whether invited or not. And then having to convince them. If you heard last week's um, uh, podcast with William Del they they were trying to convince him. You agreed. You agreed to this. It's okay. Let us be here. They need that permission. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. So uh, do not be fooled just because it's commonplace to see a certain type of being to know that this one's kind because so-and-so experienced something one way. Uh, e- even even if you saw these elephant face looking ones, who knows? Maybe their brother is a real jerk. <laughs> you know, I mean, just keep it real. You know, it's like uh, everybody's got one in their family too, right? Not the most pleasant person. But we can't just put them in one group. And uh, so I, I I appreciate that you're writing in about something that's so very different that a lot of people really couldn't relate to. But I did. I did. I know what you're talking about. And uh, I, I think that's really cool. And so you have these these. Uh, these sightings that are increasing. And I can't help but to wonder if your spiritual ceremonies are bringing their curiosity, which is cool because my understanding is when, uh, we all have this, this like light that's above our heads. It was shown to me in, um, different circumstances. It's hard to explain all this stuff. And, uh, some people's light is so bright. It it looks like the, um, the, the World Trade Center, light beam just shooting up into the sky and these beings flying over see it and they might zip down and say hey who's that shiny bright light over there so it's kind of kind of cool and uh speaking of world trade center um so it's it's been well, it's been a long time been 20 years now and we're um you know memorializing something so tragic uh and uh you know that pain gets shot out into the universe as well so Uh, I've heard of increases of activity around that area because of what took place there. So when you put out good, it does the same. So these spiritual ceremonies are awesome. And, uh, Apparently, it's attracting the positive ones. So, yay. Yay for that. (laughs) But I I think this is such a cool uh, email. I really dig this, that he had this positive uh, experience. And the UFOs are popping around. And the portals. The portals are real, people. I was told how to find where they are at. And it's like, whoa, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And, uh... That allows for good and bad to come through. So it's like, what? What do you? you say or do to that it's like you know keep your space positive and uh sprinkle some jesus on it as i say um <laughs> keep it keep it uh real and keep it blessed and uh wow I, I really appreciate the invitation here valerie i'm gonna save this email for a trip to costa rica and we'll see about all that <laughs> but thank you so much you guys you are listening to dark becomes light with me heidi hollis on the iHeartRadio radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish.
2: Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims
1: You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I have a huge email here, and uh, we're just going to dissect this one, and I have a feeling it's going to go into the next segment, but that's all good. I am telling you guys, the bigger the email, the better, because it really helps to paint a picture about what's going on in a person's life. So let's dive on in. All right, this one says, Dear Heidi, um, this past summer, I would be sitting in our guest bedroom watching some Netflix day and night, and I'd notice shadowy movements out in the hall, just outside my son's room. It made me feel nervous, but I did nothing about it. A few weeks later, my husband, son, and I booked a chalet in Quebec, Canada for a week's getaway to do some trail biking. My daughter was away at summer camp, so things were a little quieter than usual. (laughs) (laughs) What are you saying? I was kidding. (laughs) Got a child that's a little bit more chatty than the other one. I get it. All right. But once we arrived at our rented chalet, We couldn't wait to get out of the car and explore our place for the week. The chalet itself looked only about 20 years old. However, the home was filled with tons of antiques. Okay, I'm feeling the vibe already. Uh, In fact, there was an antique on every shelf, wall, and in the furniture. Hmm. It was quite an assortment of odds and ends, and some looked like World War II items, like a pinball machine and farm equipment, etc. okay, there's a lot of attachments on these things. <laughs> I just know it's coming. I know it's coming. Okay, okay. Uh, my thoughts on the place started to change. Instead of feeling excited, I felt nervous. Hmm. I immediately wondered if any of these items were haunted. <laughs> where my mind was going. Ooh, you know it happens. You know this happens. Okay. When darkness fell that first night, things felt very creepy. My son had claimed the main floor bedroom because of his disability, and my husband and I were to sleep upstairs. While watching TV that first night, I caught movements out of the corner of my eye every few minutes. It really bothered me, but I didn't want to say anything to anyone, but I felt terrified and annoyed at the same time. Oh, I, I feel you. I, I don't like when things intrude and I'm just trying to have a good time. <laughs> so I, I feel you. And it's like, I, I get a little bit, I get a little bit angry and it's like, and it's kind of a defensive anger. It's like, get out. You didn't pay for this, chalet. you can go now. (laughs) All right. And they continue. That first night, I didn't sleep well and was awoken from a loud sound. And my husband awoke too. And we called out for my son. It wasn't him. My husband got up to explore to find nothing. I could not wait for the morning light to stream in. The next night, my husband exclaimed, Oh my god. I asked, what? He at first said, oh, nothing. <laughs> that, that is never a good sign. I, I hate when that happens. Oh my, God! oh, my God. What? What? You gave him a heart attack just now. What happened? Oh, oh nothing. Nothing. Let I me mean, calm my heart rate down. Okay. All right. Continuing. I'm trying to brush off his reaction. I kept pestering him. Oh, yeah, you got the same issue, okay? I kept pestering him to tell me what happened. And he finally said, "I saw a shadow move across the window." <laughs> Ooh, nasty. At that point, I confided to him that I was also seeing shadow figures moving between the walls. Ugh, it gives me chills. Later that week, I saw... Oh, no. Oh, no. oh no, I know. Oh, no. I do not like this. Okay. Later that week, I saw the red eyes looking at me through the bricks by the TV. Oh, okay. I got chills. That's disturbing. That's so disturbing. Through the bricks. Okay. I was so frightened, I couldn't move in the space by myself, especially at night. Well, I don't blame you. I felt eyes on me the entire time and the duration of our stay. Oh my gosh, I would have tried to cut loose early. <laughs> A few times, I asked my husband if we could pack it in and leave. Oh, <laughs> I spoke too soon. That's that's funny, but then it's not because you went there for a break. And no, 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 evil has to take a look at you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. I just didn't want to sleep another night. <laughs> we changed bedrooms and it still didn't help. Hold on there. Okay. One, two, three. There are four exclamation points after that sentence. <laughs> no. The last night of our stay... My son was using the bathroom and the fan and lights just shut off. (laughs) The power was on in the rest of the home. The bathroom was where the shadow figures moved between. Of course, that's where it was. I finally contacted the owners and they gave us another method to turn them on. So weird. So weird. Are you kidding me? These people knew. They had to know like oh oh did the demons act up let's let's show them the trick that we learned and anointed with holy oil to work those lights oh my gosh what the heck Mm-mm. okay continues on our last day i couldn't wait to leave the property we left at 7 a.m without looking back oh no Oh, wow. Upon arrival at home, I started researching shadow people and found your website. Well, hallelujah. This experience has really shaken me up. Oh, I'm sure. I, I don't mean to laugh at your expense. I totally get it. Okay. Uh, when I contacted the owner, she played innocent. Yeah, uh huh. And said she had never heard of such a thing. Oh, my, right? "'My mother told me to take a couple of things out of my son's room. "'We had gone on vacation to the Dominican Republic, "'and I bought him a mask, an idol figurine. "'Huh? They have been in his room for about eight years. "'Could they be related to the shadows? "'Last night, I took them out of the house. "'What do you make of this experience? "'Any advice would be appreciated.' Thank you, Kirsten. Hmm. Okay, okay. All right, all right. So, all right. Everybody's caught up to speed. This was a, a nice week's getaway, only to be met with a home full of antiques. Apparently, this is like an air, well, it's a chalet, Airbnb-like type of thing. Um, so, anyways, you guys, I always tell people, be leery, be careful sometimes in getting antiques. It sounds silly, right? But people are like, gosh, I just don't know why this huge mansion is haunted. The spirits and energies of things get trapped in or attached to items that another spirit had touched. It's so weird. It's like, how can I say? It's like portals. Okay, Why, why do portals exist? How are they able to penetrate to reach through and uh, I'd heard of uh, a house that was ripped down and somebody found a really cool door from this house that was ripped down and and so they put it in their house boom haunted I mean so they had to think okay let me see what gosh what was it did I what made my house that I've been living in for 15 years become haunted oh oh I put that door in it seems so mundane, but it's so, so wild to me that people usually can figure out what might have caused the problems to begin. And then you've got a house with all of these gatherings of materials from another home to make up your home. That's a that's a crowded space, I would say, with uh, potential reach-ins from the other side. I mean it's like creations of of little portals. Um, you know, I guess, I guess it's like, you know, what makes a house a home? It's like, well, you know, there's four walls, da, da, da. But then we put our personal items in it and it kind of helps to create that little hum of a home in there. Right. So I, I can't help but to, uh, attribute it to being just as important as a foundation sometimes. And, and like, say that's a really beautiful, happy home. And, And you've got like this wonderful dinnerware that just, you know, you have great meals there and all this positive energy is in that the dinnerware and then it gets given to somebody and and all of a sudden their house feels a little bit more cheery, you know, that's a positive energy and we are made up of energy. So if we're made up of energy and it's good stuff. You know pour some in my bowl, please, because I <laughs> the more the merrier. It's just like the intentions for prayer, okay? We pour that into somebody and and it works. I mean, why why do people continue with prayer groups if it wasn't working? I mean there's been scientific studies done to show that one patient going through the same surgery as the other one, and they'll have like prayer circles and prayer dedicated to the one patient but not the other guess which one does better it's it's proven so we're pouring all this positive energy it is building up and healing and making somebody feel good now imagine if there's something rotten going on in the house, you know, every time somebody sits down for dinner with their family and they're having an argument, they're getting abusive physically or not, and it gets poured into that same dinnerware, and all of a sudden somebody takes that dinnerware home, <laughs> and they go to have dinner with it, and boy, everybody's in a bad funk all of a sudden. It it it, it gets poured in. It's in these items it it seems so odd right but if we can pour the good why can't we pour the bad right so we're going to continue this conversation after the break because it's juicy everybody you are listening to dark becomes light with me Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network stick around (laughs) we'll be right back
3: The Forbes organization.
2: The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to Coast2Coastam.com
0: for details.
3: I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert.
4: It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us.
3: Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer.
2: Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old
3: case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut. And I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: We started
2: talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up.
3: (laughs) You couldn't believe it.
2: From iHeart Podcasts. It's
3: like the police knew who he was before they got here.
2: A story about money, power, and corruption.
4: apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast
0: the internet is an extraordinary resource that links our children to a world of information experiences and ideas it also can expose them to risk teach your children the basic safety rules of the virtual world our children are everything do everything for them
1: Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) And today's show is all about your emails and your stories and what it is that you're experiencing out of the ordinary. And I had a fascinating and large email, very welcomed, from Kirsten. And um, she and her family rented a chalet and moved on in there, only to be met with a bunch of antiques in there. And her intuition told her, I wonder if any of these items are haunted. Lo and behold, <laughs> they were unfortunately met with some uh, bad incidences with da-da-da-da, mmm rotten things, Um, <laughs> unfortunately. So, I'm not surprised if you have this converging, as I was talking about in the prior segment, of energies. There's like a collection of everybody's goodies from the past. It it, kind of gives the excuse for things to pour in their energy through. And if somebody, imagine there's a soul wandering the planet, okay? And they are walking around and like, they could go through the home that they lived in, right? But if if a a part of their home is in another home, it's like this energy drip is in there and they can reach in through that. Now, what Kirsten was talking about in her experiences, they saw shadowy figures, right? And now, sometimes when people see things in their periphery vision and it looks darker, uh, they could be the energy of a person. It really could be, and I know that uh my whole thing is shadow people um i shouldn 't say all uh but being the the person that put this out to the world of shadow people and hatman, um I kind of do know what i 'm talking about um <laughs> but so so people their their peripheral vision is more sensitive to uh movement and darkness. And, um, so it's something that it, it, it was kind of put in humankind so we could see a predator to our, our periphery vision if we aren't looking necessarily in that direction. So we're more apt to respond. So, uh, could have been some of these shadowy figures could have been a, a soul of somebody. I think there's a likelihood, but then, but then Kirsten is watching television, I'm assuming only to see glowing red eyes peering from the brick wall right next to the television now guess what that's not a person I call them shadow people I know but they have never been a people okay uh they could shapeshift into different things and having the glowing red eyes that is so them um yeah, and Hatman has those too, but not all the time. They, and Shadow people don't always have the glowing red eyes either. But you've got two things going on here. You've seen the shadow figure uh, more than once, and then you saw the glowing red eyes. And you have that that feel, that that gut that's telling you, "Oh heck no, this is not a place I want to stay." And uh, you know, I'm sorry, but when there's shadow people activity, people. People know there's a problem. They really do. And you're saying this is privately owned place, and these people knew the tricks to get around when the, the creatures of the night would act up and take out the electricity. Like, oh, there's another way. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't like that uh, you were, and, and future people that may rent the place are open to experiencing these things because shadow people do follow they can't attach themselves, and um, yeah, so that that's not cool. I, I and I I'm trying to imagine, like imagine you have this 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 chalet and and you got this place, and then oh my gosh, there's demons here. Well, we're not gonna live here because other people have instincts too. So those owners were like, oh, I know how we could pay it off. We can just uh, Airbnb it, right? And you wonder, gosh, it's a great place to stay. Why wouldn't they want to be here? Well, there's demons. (laughs) Um, You know, what might have caused this always is not clear. um, But there's a collection of soul attachment to different items there. I think there's a possibility that that may have attracted it. Now, you had the question that you'd gone to the Dominican Republic and uh, you brought back a mask mask and an idol figurine. Now, that's been in his room for eight years, and you're asking, could that be related to the shadows? Um, if you didn't have issues starting when you got these things, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Um, but you just called it a mask and an idol, but you don't—you didn't mention any kind of uh, distinguishing reason behind these masks and idols. I mean, for all we know, it's a horrible mask used in some kind of ceremonial stuff but who knows I mean we didn't look into it did we but and an idol I mean sometimes uh you know it's just like it's like a person could uh speak a cool language and tell you a recipe and they will tell you oh no that was saying a good day sir how are you but They might have just told you something else. So we have to research these things for ourselves, too, because sometimes there's rotten people in the world and they want to expand their power through things that they might make and curse and bless or whatever. And then you bought it. Um, So, but I'm guessing that this figurine and mask may not have been the cause of it. I think wherever you went, may have been the cause of it that there was a collection of souls there and shadow people love to feed off from souls and especially if a lot of these souls you know traveling the world see their items are there go to take a peek inside the chalet and um lo and behold there's a shadow being there waiting and grabs them and holds them there and uh just collecting just collecting souls that's all so it's something that uh is a practice of shadow beings. I have talked about it before. It's not something I always talk about, but I do have it in my books, uh, The Secret War and The Hat Man books. Um, so it's it's sad. It's really sad to think that uh, a loved one from a long time ago or recently, whatever, got attached to an item And stuck in a place because a demon saw they came a little bit too close. That sucks. That's horrible. So, um, but again, be careful about buying masks. I had spoken to people who have had masks. uh, I mean, what what were they used for? Ask those questions. Google it. Look it up before you bring it into your home. Because I do know of people that have been slightly and fully possessed by collecting such things. So it may not have been a good thing to have in your child's room that uh, you didn't know the meaning behind. But to say it brought these shadows? Mm -mm. I think that chalet has some answering to do. That's what uh, the owners there. (laughs) And if the chalet spoke itself, then I'd really run. But uh, I'd say that the owners (laughs) knew what was going on and uh, are happy to be renting this space out because wow, I, I, there's no way they wouldn't know. There's just no way. No. So, um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm sorry that you had that experience. I'm happy to hear this has not followed you home. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing that you took those items out of your child's bedroom. Um, so mom knows best, right? <laughs> so it, it's good to be safe than sorry. And, uh, I, I can't help but to, um, feel bad that a child has to experience anything out of the ordinary like that. So I hope that your child's sense of what's real in this world and what can harm you in this world has been spoken of. I hope that you've had open conversations with uh, everybody involved, because it's, it's just as real as good. So acknowledging evil exists is not uh, a worshiping. I don't want you to put a lot of energy into it, but just acknowledging we experienced this, this was real. Um, we have to be more careful, <laughs> uh, bless our space. Even if you're going to be in a place for a week, why not? I, I keep a blessed item with me that I blessed myself. I went around and used it in blessing my living space in my home. And then I wear it and that's called a cross. So, um, <laughs> I keep my protection with me. So if you're not um, having something to protect you like that, I suggest having something because, ugh, how disturbing. I-, I have a mental image burned in my head of the red eyes looking back at you. I I don't know, that's um, that's not a good feeling. I've had that and uh, yeah, I- I'm glad that you-, you made a clean cut away from there. And uh, yeah, no residuals, please, ever. Ugh, okay. Um, But yeah, so I'm I'm happy to answer any more questions that you have on regards to this, Kristen. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to write me about this. Because I think um, people get themselves into trouble when they visit certain places. Uh, They go on these haunted tours. Oh, this place has ghosts and there's said to be a demon. And then they go home and their bed starts popping up and down. Like, uh, there's a demon under it. Like, what... What on earth? Wow. You were just out in the open to that. You're just exposed. It's neat and cool until somebody gets a demon in their house, right? Instead of losing an eye might be even easier sometimes. Um so yeah, be careful out there guys and uh, again, thank you so much for writing me. This has been a really fascinating group of emails and again, if anybody out there has experienced anything out of the ordinary, I mean, sprinkle the positive, too. I mean, I know there's a lot of bad stuff going on out there in the world, and it's it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad, but um, let's focus on the good, too. There's miracles happening all the time. Very rare do I get those emails, but it's all good. It's all good. We will take the bad, too. It's all good. Um, But, yeah, go to my main website, which is shadowfolks.com, or HeidiHollis.com, and write me. Tell me what's going on. And if you don't go to the website, go just send me a direct email at HeidiHollis.com at gmail.com uh, Wow, this is this has been uh, fascinating Well you guys, we've come to the bottom of another episode uh, You have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network We'll catch you next time Be safe everybody Bye bye